entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Turn the music up, turn me down. Google. Let's go get him again. This time is for the money, my nigga. Brooklyn, stand up. Never been a nigga this good, but it's long, this hood, or this pop, this hot, or this strong. Ha ha, yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah. We're back. TBD. To be determined. We're back. It might stick. It might not. It probably is, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, shit. It might as well, goddammit. <laughs> might as well stick. How was your, how was your week? Uh, it was eventful, to say the least. How was your week, King? It was chilling, man. Had a birthday. Right. Shit. Happy birthday to my guy, Yates. Missed like- another boxing bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now what? What are, what are we three and zero on on knockout rounds? I don't know, man. We should really get paid for this, but I mean, it's it it's uh it's foul. It's I disheartening. It's disheartening. It makes me because like the next fight, like Canelo finna fight, and it's like, all right, what do I got to pick the sixth round? I think I got I, I got him down to six. We gotta check the numbers. I got him down to six. We gotta check the numbers. That's Definitely got to check the numbers on that. Cause I, think, that I, think that's, I think I'm a rock with that. Six? I like six. I mean, I'm a fan of Triple G, but it's like... Six? I like him in six. I mean, we're going to see. We're we, we going to we gonna have to hash some things out first. <laughs> I don't think he's fighting Triple G next, though. Is he not? Nah, I don't think he's fighting Triple G next. I got to look at that. I'm saying his next fight... I'm going to fuck who it's against. I'm taking him to six. Mm. That's all I'm saying. But we had, what, the draft last night? And I think you owe, I think you owe everybody an apology. Do I owe everybody an apology? Yeah. You I let know. them. I don't you know where you're getting this from. I don't know where you're getting these statistics from. I don't know. No, 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 no. What you did last week. <laughs> was you got on here and disrespect disrespectfully had the nerve to say calmly, confidently, firmly. <laughs> Anthony Edwards reminds me of Josh Ewa Smith. Nah, 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 nah. It's the body type, bro. Nah, cuz. Nah. Body type athleticism, that is exactly what I said. Yada, yada, yada. That man looks like a... You just don't... You just don't... Wade hybrid, bro. You don't no like Josh, Josh Smith. It's okay. No, 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 no. I like Josh Smith. No, 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 no. You I, don't. It's okay. You don't Josh have to... came back into the NBA from a random stint overseas and kicked your guy Chris Paul's ass when it was down 3-1 in Houston, came back and took that shit out. I'm cool with Josh. I even asked a guy who grew up in Atlanta, who watched the Hawks since day one. I said, yo, <laughs> you, uh, when you hear, when you hear the words like Anthony Edwards, <laughs> like, do you ever think like, yeah, I see a lot of Josh Smith and Edwards. He said, 
fuck no, dude. Who said that? I said, you don't even want to know. <laughs> then I whispered who he said it, and he was like, yeah, you're fucking tripping. So I think we need to pop Shout out to Burks. Um, no, nah, I mean, bro, that's my opinion. I don't. I didn't say that their games were a hundred percent identical. I never said that Josh Smith was the three-level scorer that Anthony Edwards is. All I said was body type and athleticism are very similar to Josh Smith. I just this is what I, I said. That is what the transcripts also state and confirm. I just don't think you've watched enough games because I've seen this bull jump off of two feet looking real Don Mitchell-like. I've seen him come down off one foot. He's explosive in that regard. Josh Smith, though? Josh Smith is explosive as well. Why are you acting like Josh Smith is not explosive? Like, that's what I'm trying to – like, I, that's what I'm confused about. He can about. be explosive. Anthony Edwards and Josh Smith is not a comparable comp ever. Ever. Ever, but he but was. You just, but you just agree that they are that they are both explosive and that they do have. I mean, yeah, it. they're fucking elite athletes. That doesn't make them similar, or comparable, or based off of any type of body type. No, just doesn't. Can't. No way. Because next thing you're gonna say, well, look, I mean, James Wiseman reminds me of who? Who are you about to say? I hope you say Chris Bosh. I hope you say DeAndre Jordan. I hope you don't say no weird shit like. Larry Sanders or something like that. Because that's the type of bull you are. I know ever, you. Ever to say Landry, Landry uh, Sanders. Larry, Larry, Larry Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, yeah. That's the type. Whatever. He went two, though. So. I, I mean, I, what did I tell you? I called this pick. I said that the war, this is the best situation. Yeah, everybody did. I, I, it, was, it was the only situation. Like, it was the best situation for them because now you get a big – down there, protect the rim, and also has a solid low post game. You don't gotta try to believe in in uh, in uh, in Looney. Um, you got a a bona fide big man down there with shooters. And I mean, I know everybody heard about the news of Clay Thompson tearing his Achilles again. Like that is insane and sickening, and just made me sick to my stomach last night when I heard that. But but man, did they they got a talent in James Wise? We don't know if it's a torn Achilles yet. We got a it's 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 it's, it's, it's almost confirmed. It's almost confirmed. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. So let me ask and, you this: Would you, if you were in that front office and you got that news twenty four minutes before the draft, before your pick, does that change? how you would have drafted like would you have went Lamelo in that situation no no you don't you don't make a rash dis- decision like that there's no way you do that I me personally I think Lamelo is going to be okay I think he's in the perfect fit for him down there in Charlotte but um in terms of the Warriors no you got to take the best player that's for your team for the long haul and I think that's James Wiseman I mean that addresses that addresses um that addresses their need for a big I was more surprised that they didn't trade the pick to the Hawks for four and Wendell Carter because they would have been able to address their big because they've always, I mean, during their whole their whole dynasty, they've been able to just find big men plug and play, whether it's Andrew Bogut, whether it's Joe McGee, whether it's Andrew Bogut again, whether it's Kevon Looney now, you know. 
So I thought maybe they could do that, trade back and take a different player. Maybe they take a different guard. But I I like the I like the Wiseman pick. I think it's the right pick for them. But I just I just I just feel so bad for like that that roster because like we was about to get everybody coming back healthy. Warriors back, KD back, Kyrie back. What, but it's I mean I I mean let's not forget and I'm not very high on this guy. I know you're not either, but they do have Andrew Wiggins over there too. So I mean maybe this is you know Andrew Wiggins' time to shine. Maybe he can step up and, and play a, a big role for them going forward. Um, and hopefully, and, and here's the thing. Now, let's just assume that this is another Achilles tear for Clay Thompson. The biggest well, issue, first. First. well, sorry, his first. Um, tear, wait, bro. what was it? What was it? It, it was his, uh, no, he, he tore his ACL. Yeah, it was the ACL. Okay. Oh yeah. I'm thinking KD with Achilles, but, um, I digress. Anyway, let's just say that. Clay comes back, and you know the biggest issue with the with the double Achilles. Um, I mean, with an Achilles injury at all, is coming back and being the same and still having the same explosiveness. I think one thing that the Warriors didn't have to worry about, and I think why they didn't make any rash decisions, was that he's a shooter and he's a catch and shoot shooter. So you're not really worried about him driving that much. He doesn't really drive too much. He's a guy who camps out and shoots and can catch and shoot. Um, so you don't really have to worry about him losing any athleticism in that facet. See, to me, it's a weird dynamic because Klay Thompson, to me, is a low-impact player. He's not a – like, he doesn't jump up and down on the hardwood. Yeah. He runs around. He's a, he, he ran the most miles in the NBA, which is a ridiculous stat anyway. This <laughs> shit is ridiculous. Oh, Kemba Walker leaves the league in dribbles, like, okay, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's like, I think that his return, if it is indeed Achilles, his drop-off from how he was prior to where he will be won't be as drastic as other players who have torn their shit. Because his style of play, like, he's, his, his game's not predicated on explosiveness. Exactly. You know, it is – it is about him moving and, you know, being able to guard. Hopefully, you know, that doesn't get affected too much. And, like, you know, he's probably going to reach out and see what KD did during his re- during his rehab because why wouldn't you? Everyone say, oh, KD sound like <laughs> – look like KD for to be KD coming back. A lot of people are saying that. A lot of people are saying yeah. that KD is KD again. So, I, I can't wait for Literally, can't wait. <laughs> I'm I'm here for that. I'm on the edge of my seat because, because I mean he's he's up there in New York. He's about to take New York over. I mean New York did go out and and finally made a decent pick that I know all the all the Knicks fans is happy about. Obi Toppin is bull. Try to tell you that not you, but I, 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 I'm, I'm about to say folks. don't do that. I'm about to tell folks, you know, <laughs> I, and and the thing is, I think he's more like. I mean, I I know this, but, you know, people wouldn't realize he's more than just a highlight dunker that everyone assumes him to just be. You got to you gotta dive deeper into, like, watching his game. Like, you got to actually watch some of the games because, I mean, my player comp for him is Sean Marion. I think that's a solid player comp. What about a shot? Exactly. Way athletic, way better shot mechanics, um, and, and just um, around the rim guy. Because, I mean, when Sean Marion first came into the league – he was just 
a slasher, a guy going to the rim, uh, wasn't shooting too much. And then when he got onto the Dallas Mavericks and stuff like that, you, you saw his shooting abilities start to grow. So, I mean, I think that's where Obi Toppin can be for them. I think the Knicks actually had a, a solid um, a solid pick there. And I am just getting the news that Klay Thompson does have a torn Achilles confirmed uh, by Woj. So, Is it a torn Achilles or is it a ruptured Achilles? It says torn. That's what, that's what, that's what Woj just – that's what I just saw from Bleacher oh, Report. Woj man. just confirmed it. That's terrible. Literally terrible. My man right now is going through a torn Achilles, man. He's man. going through that rehab. That's my, homie, my homie just tore his playing softball. I don't know what that's about, but. <laughs> <laughs> playing softball like, during the pandemic was going on, yo. People doing whatever in pandemics, having Halloween parties and doing all types of fly shit. Like, it ain't <laughs> crazy outside. <laughs> Motherfucker's still going to strip clubs in a pandemic. <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> Throwing cryptocurrency at four. I'm gonna just cash app you the bread I got. Man, I, man, I'm cool off the lemon pepper. I make the lemon pepper at the crib. Less is we will Jones. I'm, you know I mean, but like, like back, back to the Knicks though. Like, I, I like the Obi Toppin pick. I don't know where I would compare him to. I like the Sean Marion pick though. Active body. He can't really guard laterally the way Sean Marion did, but you know he's young. That'll take time. Yeah. You can work on that, but I think, you know, he's going to be a good piece for the Knicks once they figure out what they're doing with their 17 forwards. I don't know. <laughs> like, what they about to run? Julius Randle, Obi Toppin, pick and roll. Nobody want to see that shit, and it don't work. Y'all got to have to have some type of – like, they're the opposite of what the Rockets are doing. We don't know if the Rockets going to trade Harden to the Nets. Are they going to trade your cousin Russ? Anyway, don't do that. That's your cousin. I don't even associate myself with that man. Bishimu? I'm a slappy. Bishimu? I'm a slappy. Send me a damn car. But no, it's like, <laughs> it's like ah, I hope the Rockets don't try to play hardball. They are. It, it, the Rockets are not trying to. The Rockets are not trying to get swindled. And if they feel at any moment that somebody's trying to get over on them. They're they're exiting that deal. They're 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 pulling out, and I think the Rockets have to be realistic. You got two guys that that on your roster that really were only useful with one coach who you let go, and now you're kind of stuck in a situation where one wants out and one, if the other one wants out, definitely wants out as well. So now you're just like now you're stuck. Now you boo boo the fool. Because it's just like, <laughs> what you about to do? And that's the thing that gets me. Like, if this was any other team with these two players, then I'd be like, you know I mean? They got two years left on their deal. Even if they went out, they have no obligation to move them as the decision makers in the organization. Right. But when you have a roster that's been depleted, and then refilled with a stylistic change that's mm. only workable with one guy, and that guy's not there, like you said, you're putting one, your new black head coach, they're putting him in a very, very, very bad spot. You know what I mean? Because now it's like, oh, another black hire, but like he's in, about to be in a shit position. With no talent. want to leave because <laughs> he can't come in and teach – or, or run no small ball lineup. Like, I got no bigs. And I was on a whole different team 
as an assistant prior to this. I can't come in and do that. So now you're in this weird space where, yeah, you want to show that we're not going to be dictated by the players as the organization. We're going to make decisions on our time. Yeah, I understand that. You don't want to look at that. You don't want to look at, at it like, oh, this is another example of it's a player's league, but it's a player's league. If it's not with you no more, you got you to gotta do what's best for your organization moving forward. You should have compiled picks and assets prior to the draft, or you should do it now. But what you can't do is go into this season that's coming up in Lord knows what, a month or so? Yeah, 30-something days. You can't go into that season with two disgruntled all-stars and then expect them to, to buy in. in a way. Because what, like, what happens if the Nets come out and they're just running through the East? And then trade deadline comes around and they're like, nah. I'm good, love, enjoy. You know Hardy want to come here anyway. We'll revisit this later on. So now you're in a bad spot because now Harden going to be on some whatever shit. And who knows how Russ going to be. He might be. I think the worst part. He might still be looking for dudes. I think the worst part is that both guys are over 30. (laughs) Like, now you're really – because you can't even – you just brought in a new coach. You can't even play the card and play the narrative of – all right, you know what? You know, we just got time. You can build. Yeah, exactly. You can. The only thing you can do now is break that shit down. Literally. Because it can't work with anybody else aside from Mike D'Antoni. And I feel like that's the part that their organization is missing right now. Because there's no way that you think that you can just play hardball and then expect the players to come out and still be successful in a brand new scheme with a brand new coach with a roster that fits someone who's not there. Don't make sense. I don't get it either. I think it's I think it's asinine, but I mean, we gonna see. <laughs> we I, I will just, see. I, I mean, we saw we we've been waiting and seeing for forever. Like we thought Buddy Hill might have got moved. We saw Drew Holiday get moved to go to your bucks. Not my bucks, those are your bucks. Nah, never, ever the bucks. You're big bucks. Nah, I'm cool on the bucks. I'm not a big Greek guy. That's, you know, y'all like the- I don't even eat Greek food for real, for real. So I'm cool off all that. You just ordered that shit from the Flick Cafe. No, I, no, I, now you capping. Wow. Ever the Greek. (laughs) The devil is a liar. (laughs) All the time. Ever a liar. (laughs) But my question now is like, so we saw Drew Holiday get traded to the bucks. Mm-hmm. We, just, we then saw them come in and make a subsequent move and go and try to get Bogdan Bogdanovich, and it's like... Which also fell through. fell through. So now what? Does he still want to go to Milwaukee? Because I don't think people want to do that anyway. I mean, that's a lot of pressure going there, and people aren't certain that Giannis is going to stay. I mean, it looked as if... Once I saw those two things hit the phone, oh, Bucks got through. Bucks yeah. got through. I'm like, all right. Greek going, Greek going to stay. They're going in for one more year. Yeah. Now that that falls through, and like that lineup looks dope, looks dope at first. Drew, Donovich, Middleton, Greek, whoever at the five. Lopez, either one. Solid, yeah, either one. That's a <laughs> they got solid, both of them. <laughs> like that's a that's a way better roster on his face. First five put around Giannis that he's ever had. Now, no bogs, and it's like. 
you kind of back to square one because like Drew's great, but he don't take them over the top. Yeah, because you still need another another guard. I mean, they could maybe put in Dante DiVincenzo. I mean, I think he played well. I think he has a lot of potential. Yeah, big um, ragu cool. Big ragu cool. That's what I'm saying. So I mean, I don't. I, but and I mean, I think he has the potential to be Bogdan. But I mean, I don't know. Like, no, I, he don't. He don't shoot like that. I mean, he could though. Like, nah, no, 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 no. He's not. He's not. His his when they open them scouts pregame, and they see. Big ragu name. It don't say run him off the line. It don't say contest yeah. every shot. It don't say yeah. that. But when you open that Bogdanovich shit, shooter, 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 run him off. Contest left. Contest. That's what it says. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like even it's, it's it, that's just, and that's the same concept as just like like in the NFL. Like even if you know Deshaun Jackson is washed, you still know he's fast. Yeah. So at, at minimum, you got to account for him and pay attention. You have to know where he's at. Yeah. So if you got Greek on that draw on the floor, and you got Bogdanovich in the corner, oh no, 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 we can't help off of him. And if we do, it's a stunt and get back. Well, so what do you what do you believe that Milwaukee should do? They Maybe. should try to go. They should try to fill that void of a shooter. Now it, they already showed their hand and said that look, we're going to go and get a shooter. At the two slash three. Okay. You got to go get one now because now you're down two guards. You don't have George Hill now. You don't have Eric Bledsoe. Not to say that Eric Bledsoe was a floor spacer, but George Hill could have been more mm. than, than Bledsoe. So now you're down two rotational pieces, one starter, and floor spacing. So you have to go and get something. And what about – I think – I. I think the biggest hit to the team also is depth now. Like we 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 raved about the Bucks about how deep they were um, and the amount of ball handlers they had, and now it's it's a little depleted. Like, did my question to you is, did they take a step back this off season? I mean, until so far, currently, so far, currently. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean. <laughs> Y'all made y'all made more moves than them in one day, and they all fit just like that. As of now, I'm taking the heat over them still because they kicked their ass. Yeah, I like the Celtics over them because I think the Celtics have a team and they have way more talent. They is going to take another step compared to the Bucks' talent with just Giannis and crew. And at the end of the day, I'm not a believer in your best player not being able to shoot consistently in the playoffs in order to win. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. So I don't think – I'm not going to say they took a step back, but they didn't take a step forward either. They're, they're, they say they're, stagnant. They're, 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 it looks like a complacent roster right now. Not, as, not additions or subtractions, just it's a level. And I, I love what y'all did. Like, we went – you know I mean? My Lakers, we went and got Dennis Schroeder. Love that. <laughs> Love that a lot, baby. Dude, I, I love that move, and I I'm, I was so pissed when I found out the news. I really wanted the Sixers to grab Schroeder. I think he would have been. Bet a, you, I bet you fucking did. It would have been a solid piece for us to grow, but for y'all it's especially. You, you, you <laughs> but I think for. <laughs> I think for y'all though, I think like Dennis Schroeder is the missing piece. 
Oh, it's, it's exactly what we need. I, I think the main thing that y'all lacked last year was consistent point guard play. And Dennis Schroeder is going to give you everything that you tried to get out of Avery Bradley, that you tried to get out of um, Rondo. Could that, move. Avery Bradley could be on the move. Rondo probably going to end up on the Clippers. For sure. That's cool, though, bro. I mean, I respect you, though. It's good. It's good. I mean, I like what y'all did, though. Oh, I, I like that a lot. I, you, got, you got Al Horford on the book, off the books. Even, wait, wait, time out. First of all, when it first happened, you didn't like it. I, I know really why. didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't because, and I mean, I'm not going to lie, you know, I was a little emotional. Um, you just knew it was supposed to be Al Horford for fucking Buddy Hill, huh? Yeah. You just knew it. <laughs> nobody's doing that, man. Nobody in their right mind. You never see. This As, is my thing. This is my thing. You never see a player for player transaction when one player is clearly better than the other. Those type of moves and most most trades in general are all about balancing them books. Yeah, true. It just so happens that some players is better than others. But y'all made a great book move. Yeah, and I get that. And I, but after it's you know after I settled down and thought about it for a little bit, I obviously knew that there had to be more to this, and I knew that there was more coming down the pipeline. So then last night, draft pick, Therese Maxey. Who you didn't like as well. Wasn't really a high on. We didn't like him. It's not that I didn't like him. I never no, said no, that. No. He didn't like no, him. No, 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 no. And don't let Yates lie to you and, and, and place these false narratives on air claiming that I didn't like him. I don't know if I feel the pick, dog. He can't shoot. That's what I said. I said, I didn't know if I felt the pick. Thank you for transcribing the conversation. I said, I didn't know if I felt the pick because I was questioning his shooting ability. But the more that I looked into him and the more that I heard him speak, I became more confident. Okay? But my question is So thank you. But my question is, why would you – how could you watch those games and be like, yeah, he good, but like, I don't think he can shoot like that. Because I'm a Sixers fan, and that has been our problem for the last five years is having drafting guys who are solid basketball players but cannot shoot the damn basketball. So I have PTSD about that. I got PTSD. So don't judge me and come down barking down my neck talking about why I'm questioning certain things. You got shooters on your team, goddammit. Uh, I'm over here, guy. I'm over here. I'm over here in my living room, trying to trying to pipe up guys like Shake Milton, thinking that they're gonna be bull. He got 37 against the Clippers. I'm trying to hear none of that. Where was that in the damn bubble? That's true. That? Shake rattling and rolling all over the place. All right, now you shake rattling and roll. Okay. All right. All right. Here you go. Here you go. All I'm saying is, I understand the percentages might have not looked good, or looked, you know appetizing for you but his form is there it's a yeah. shot he played on kentucky with a, a lacking they they didn't really have big man they had what one and a half they didn't have that much down low they didn't have a lot of a lot of forward only on the team over there and you know with that comes a lot of bad shots late shot clocks and 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 a little bit of hero ball but Overall, I think he's a great fit for y'all. And and the four players that y'all added in one night, 
drastically just shifted y'all out. Well, yeah, because you got to think. We just we also at number forty nine. You draft Isaiah Joe out of Arkans. I, I I saw him on a lot of Sixers draft boards, like um, you know guys who we were thinking about targeting. Lethal shooter. Um, I I really like his. I think he's like a a tall Malik Monk, just less uh, less ball uh, ball handling. I don't think he's as good of a ball handler as Malik Monk. Um, so that's why, I mean, I also put down Landry Shamit as well. I think, you know, that's a comparable comp, but I just think he's a bigger body and has more potential on the defensive end than Landry Shamit. Um, but then you also trade away Josh Richardson in the 36 overall pick to get Seth Curry, which is a crazy pickup because now you got a bona fide shooter on your roster, which just brings so much joy to my heart. And I think that was the other move that uh, I was, we were talking about earlier in terms of that trading away Al Horford and getting Danny Green in return, that this was the other piece to that, being able to now go and get Seth Curry, who's and also now, only making $8 million a year and his, and his contract ends in 2023. And now y'all have a cheaper version of Josh Richardson and Terrence Ferguson. Yeah. And, and I mean – he played a decent amount in OKC. I like his game. I liked his game. He cooked us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He definitely he lit y'all up. He was out there <laughs> slamming, doing whatever he wants. I mean, I like the additions to y'all roster now, and I like what I think y'all can do moving forward. I, I'm, I mean, I'm really excited. I'm even excited about Paul Reed out of DePaul. Like, local 6'9". Um, I think his biggest issue, I just think, I don't think he's big enough. I don't think he's strong enough to play in the NBA right now. Um, but I, th- I I like his game. He, he reminds me of a Jerm- Jeremy Grant type of guy, very athletic, uh, kind of can hit a mid-range shot here and there. Um, but I just don't think he has the ball handling of a Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant can actually put the ball on the floor a little bit and drive to the cup. I don't think he has that ability, but I think that's kind of the type of guy that we got there. And I think it was a solid late round pick. It's going to be interesting to see where Jeremy Grant ends up too, by the way. But, um, Oh yeah. Cause he opted out of Denver. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he was whispering with LeBron. Yeah, you want Jeremy Grant. All right, man. Here you go. We'll take we'll take active bodies. You know, we'll take a solid 10 and 10, 10 and 8. I mean, we'll take that. You never had too many high motor guys, man. You're feeling real nice, Mr. NBA champion, aren't you? I'm just saying, man. But anyway, there was a pick that I really liked, and that was the Tyrese Hillen Hillenburton pick. So what? Did, why are you so? I mean, I I thought he was a solid player um, at Iowa State. Why are you so high on him? I just love his game. I love I love the pace he plays with. He has a weird fire about him. Like he doesn't look like the type of dude that'll talk crazy to you on the floor. But you know, I like his feel for the game mostly. Like he he knows what to do, when to do it, how to set people up, how to use his body. And it's going to be interesting to see what that selection does for the Kings and specifically Buddy Hill. Like, is that a sign of the changing of times over there? Is that a changing of the guard? Are they going, you know, Fox and Tyrese? Is that, is that what they're doing? Uh, I'm cool. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I'd be cool with that too. I mean, I, well, we all we both because you want buddy, everybody. Now you. But I, I don't even think we're gonna end up getting buddy, um, because of the moves that we made last night. But I think Buddy wants to be out no matter what. And I think the Kings took that as, well, guess we're going to have to find a replacement for that guy. And I think that's who they took. And you talk about his personality. I think that personality comes from his dad. You know, they talked about last night. Um, and he, him personally talked about, you know, how his dad kind of cultivated that type of mindset from him about having fun on the court, about being aggressive and uh, – and being yourself out there. And I, I, I personally like players like that because you know that's how I play the game. Um, that's I like players who play the game like that. So um, if you to my ass, man, let them know you whooping their ass. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. I like, I like the move. That's all I'm gonna say. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen. You know, I like that pick. I love, I, I, I love Killian Hayes. Really. I think he's going to be solid, man. Him, I think he's going to be solid. The Israeli dude, I think he he might end up being the rookie of the year. Really? Yeah. I can why, see would, why would you say he – is it because his versatility? Is it because he played overseas and he's been a pro for a little bit? Like, what, what's really – All of that, plus I'm a big proponent <laughs> – I'm a, I'm a big proponent of opportunity. True. I mean, that, yeah. that, that does change the trajectory of whether or not you're going to be a rookie of the year is how much playing time yeah. you're going to be able to get. Yeah, and I think, I think he's going to come in and start right away. You know, if Davis Bertans can be big minute slash starter dude on Washington, yeah. he has no choice but to be that. And you got a healthy wall and a healthy field. Second year – you got some growth from you from from Hachimura. So now it's like y'all got a little bit of time. He's not going to be asked to do too, too much. He's going to be the recipient of a lot of open looks. That's if John Wall's playing up to par. I mean, regardless though, he's going to get those looks because he has two all-stars on his team. So he might have more opportunity to have to average, you know. 12, 14 points on a, on a great percentage. And they can win some games. I don't know how many games they're going to win. but Yeah, I don't know how many games they're going to win. I mean, <laughs> who knows how many games they play. But True. I, 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 like, I like the opportunity for him. But, you know, it's who knows who gets rookie of the year. But I just think he has a great chance to get it. Well, okay. So what about, since we're talking about opportunity what about Lamelo ball we haven't discussed him what like do you think he could be rookie of the year being down Ooh. there in charlotte yeah they have a lot of guards Devante ram but it's like Who you, we're don't, gonna talk you don't draft it you don't yeah we will but we're not you don't just bring in a guy at number two and uh sorry number three and he not you know be in that starting lineup I mean, he's going to be in the starting lineup. You you would assume that just question. Are they going to move Terry Rozier? I would assume so, because you can't. I don't know if you move Devontae Graham and keep Terry Rozier. Because now I guess the the question is, which one of those two players, or which one of those two, if those are the two that you would move, would fit better with what you think 
LaMelo can do. Because LaMelo's going to command the ball all the time and create for people. Do you keep Terry Rozier, who's more off the dribble scorer than he is catching shoot ball? Or do you keep Devontae Graham, who can catch and shoot a little bit more, but is a little smaller than all three of them? I think That's you, the question. I think you got to keep Graham, though. Like, I would keep Graham. It's just more – if you're talking about what's best for the team and team fit and versatility, I think Graham. Because I don't think Devontae – I don't think there's anything that – Rogier does that Devontae Graham can't do. I, right. That's just me. And he, he's the smarter of the two players. He's not going to come out there and take them ill-advised shots at Rozier. I mean, Terry was doing that because he's in Charlotte. They was losing anyway. And he, but he was doing that even in Boston, though. He was taking some uh, I mean, he, went, he was taking wild shots, but they was going in, man. Yeah. yeah Trust. When they, wasn't, they was going they in. Wasn't, it was your cousin Brad Stevenson. Brad Stevens was taking him off the floor. Not my cousin. Oh, uh, that's damn sure your cousin. From what's not my cousin. Look, is that on that one? All right. Is it though? <laughs> it is. Is it though? It is. Your book or my book? <laughs> your book. Yeah, hey, yeah. Extensive is what I, what they like to call it. But you know, it's not going to be extensive. The. Uh, <laughs> The list of everything that's happening in the NFL. Man. <laughs> man, oh, man. Because, look, I'm thinking, all right, you know, league, league rolling right now, some, some, some things happening, but you got Chiefs Raiders and you got guys all up and down the Rona list and who knows what's going to happen with that. But, I mean, we got a shining moment. Boy, did the hell, Murray. Not Hail Mary. Now you Hail Mary? The Hail Mary. I, I like Kyler. And, and, and as I've always said, I fear God, a.k.a. DeAndre Hopkins. So <laughs> I'm here for that. I, I think um, – so I was at work on Sunday when that play happened. And it was a crazy moment because the Bills had, had just gone down, scored, like you really thought the game was over. And then – you see Kyler Murray gets about, like, what, they're around, like, the 50-yard line-ish, and he's just rolling out. you thinking, hey, man, he's just about to heave this John. Bro, when I tell you he heaves the John and you see it in the air, and then you see DeAndre Hopkins triple covered go up and is the tallest man in his hands outreach everybody else's, and he comes down with it, and you're like, oh, my God! She was crazy, man. <laughs> Play of the year. If if Jordan Brand doesn't capitalize on that and make a series of crazy promos, they've dropped the ball. For sure. Because that that's that's the <laughs> Heisman moment. You know, if this was college. Now the question is, does that play firmly place Kyler in the MVP conversation, or is he just one of many that are in the conversation? It doesn't firmly confirm it. I still need to see a little bit more, and I still need to see you know him finish out the season. But he's definitely making his case, and he's definitely gaining ground on Russell Wilson, especially you know a guy who we've been talking about being an MVP candidate, but Russell has struggled the past two games. He hasn't been like himself. He wasn't That's able cool. to find – you know, he hasn't been able to find his receivers the way he has been in the beginning of the season. I mean, his offensive line has had some struggles up there, and that's understandable. But at the same time, 
you've got to make some of these plays. You, you know, yeah. you had a Tyler Lockett streaking down the field last week, and you and you weren't able to connect on that. That's not like him. That's not an MVP candidate. Yeah, we're being hard on him, and yeah, we're being very meticulous, but at the same time, this is what comes with winning an MVP. It's not the NBA where it's a, na- a narrative award. There's certain stipulations that come with being an MVP in the NFL, and he's just not oh, he's not playing up to him right now. I mean, and another part of it is like, yeah, he's struggling. He's made some uncharacteristic plays, but end of the day, a lot of that looks like he's pressing a little bit because he knows my defense cannot stop a thing. A soul. <laughs> can't do nothing with nobody. And they got, I mean, they're going to have to change something. They're going to have to change something. And and I don't know what it's going to be, but um, I know what does need to be changed. And it's something that you just said a couple minutes ago, and that was the uh, the narrative award thing. <laughs> put it in air quotes for the NBA. What you mean? That's how all your guys get MVPs. Your guy oh. Russ, your guy Harden, your guy Giannis. That's how they get their MVPs, bro. What you mean? I thought you liked that type of stuff. That's not you? Let you don't dibble and dabble on those types of things? Let me know when you're done. I'm just, I'm just questioning. I'm just wondering. What I'm saying is let me know when you're done. <laughs> That's all. I just want to know when you're done. He said, he said, he said, don't worry, I'll wait. Yeah, not not a worry. I'll wait. Don't worry. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, what is your? Because I know you have you're you're a big conspiracy type guy. So what is your that, bro? What is your theory behind that? The NBA MVP? Just not even the MVP. Just awards in general (laughs) in the NBA are narrative driven and not performance based, and I'm not here for it anymore. I'm just not. You want to know something, though? And, and I think it's an interesting way of looking at it. The NBA has become who they are because of narratives. Think yeah, about it, though. You know, that's fine. I'm cool with the NBA storyline. It's a soap opera. It's changing. It's so fun. NBA Twitter emojis, all that shit. Cool. But what we're not going to do is disrespect the game and start giving out awards willy-nilly because we like how this Greek motherfucker plays or we like how this storyline is because this guy just lost his best teammate. I'm not here for it. Because if the performance is showing that this person should get the MVP, a guy who's created the most points in NBA history and averaged this and that and had 15, 30 games of this and that, that's what an MVP performance is. It is not a narrative award because Russell Westbrook lost Kevin Durant. It's not a perform. It's it's not a narrative because oh, Greek Freak came out of nowhere. He's finally he's coming into his own. He's doing Euro steps and they're winning nine sixty games a year and PERs and true shooting percentages and all this shit. No, 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 no. What about the most improved player? That's that's the that's the main one. <laughs> the MVP I get is you know we're picking hairs here or whatever, but most improved. If you're a lottery pick, you should be disqualified from consideration. Really? That's what you believe? Yeah, yeah. Because if you get drafted in the lottery, I'm expecting you to flourish within your first four years. I'm expecting it. Within, your, within the lifespan of your rookie deal, if you're a lottery pick, I am expecting you to flourish. Period. So post-rookie year, it'd be okay 
for them to win the award. I mean, uh, post rookie deal, it'd be okay for them to win the award because they're technically not on that deal anymore. They've had a few years in the NBA, and if they make a substantial jump, they can win it. Because I mean, look, no, what if you go? My, look, but here's my that's thing. Not what I'm saying, though. Okay, understandable. I only it, preface it with the with the the time span because it's a lengthy contract. But what I'm saying is, if you are a a lottery pick, you cannot get the most improved player because we are expecting you to come in and play well and then improve and then improve again. But isn't that I'm imp- expecting most improved should go to the guys who are not in the lottery. But the it, 28th pick. But is that is that or is that not the same gripe that you have with the MVP being a narrative? Isn't that a narrative just your own personal narrative? No, bro. I'm expecting you if y'all if y'all if you are the Sixers and y'all draft someone at number eight, what are you expecting out of it? What are you expecting out of a lottery pick? I'm expecting him thinking? to be a bona fide starter in the league. At the very are you, minimum. Are you expecting him to fall in the conversation of, oh, he improved greatly from year this to year that? Are you expecting that? No, not at eight. Maybe like 15 around there. And that's one out of the lottery. You know why? Because that's how it goes, man. That's how it goes. There's no way on earth that Devontae Graham doesn't get most improved players. Yeah, I agree. No way. You go from averaging four points to 17, you're automatically the most improved player. You clearly did something to improve your game drastically. It wasn't you getting plucked off of one team and dropped in a new situation. Oh, you mean you're talking about your guy, Brandon Ingram? I thought that's your your guy. He, I mean, he got beads in his hair. He played like Lisa Leslie. I'm cool. Yo, you got to chill, yo. He's very talented. We ain't going to get it fucked up. The game slowing down for him with not Lisa Leslie. We got we not you not we not about to just skip over that like you didn't just say what you just said. God damn it! He got this <laughs> drawing, bro. He was drawing for my guys. Now he's over there on, with the Pellets and he's playing great. He's a talent. He's a very very good player, but he should not be in the category of most improved because I know when I watch him, oh, he's eventually going to turn it up. I don't see that when I look at the Vontae Graham. It's like, damn, I hope stick. That be not no lottery pick winning that joint. Oh, you did what we supposed you. You did what you were supposed to do. Okay, cool. So all that means is Lazo gonna get that shit next year. Oh, he averaged twenty points. No, I'm not, I, mean, I I'm never not was a believer in Lazo. That's you. No, you see, I'm happy. Bye ball, her baby ball gonna be better than him, but that's another conversation. I just can't. I don't know. I'm also intrigued uh, to hear it to see if uh, Lavar Ball actually plays uh, MJ since his son's playing in Charlotte. Nobody wants to see that too. I I think just for just for Twitter comedy, that'd be hilarious, and Twitter gifts like that. It would be just hilarious. It's funny you said that though. It's funny you said that. Because I saw a tweet, and it's like, it was tweeted a week. And this is probably a first on the show, because the tweet got deleted. Hmm. One of our friends had the audacity to get on Twitter and say, yo, why do the Sixers fans want Zach Levine when Buddy Hill's the better shooter and shot creator? 
Raggy? What? <laughs> Take the what leader? What? You did who? What? what? No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's your guy. Nah, you agree. You retweeted and talked about, yeah, bro, I feel you. Never said that. Never said, yeah, bro, I feel you. I he was you. talking about... He was saying that why would you not want Buddy healed? He could do everything that Zach Levine can do. I was like, I mean, he can do what he can do, but he's not doing it at the same clip. They were both on shit rosters. One averaged 25, one didn't. One was getting back-to-back 50s, one didn't. I mean, one's a spot-up shooter and one's not. <laughs> well, like, how could, like, that's why it's, like, such a crazy tweet. Like, that's a tweet of the week for sure because it's like, ain't no way. <laughs> <laughs> ain't no way. We're going to have to get Deshaun up on this, John, because. He's going to have to explain himself. He's going to have to call in to the breakfast club and apologize. <laughs> Donkey of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey of the week because. We already gave that joint to you for the fucking answer. No, <laughs> all right, no. Now you on some weird shit. No, you you cornball. You boop, 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 boom. Now you boop, 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 boom. I was boop, 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 boom before you. Boom. All right. Stop, yo. We're you lying to the people now? What the fuck is it, baby? The butcher. Hey, yo. I'm out of this joint, yo. I'm done. I'm done. It's to be determined, bro. Okay. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Fuck this, man.